guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Second down and goal. Prescott. Gallup. Touchdown. What a catch. I got to see this. I'm not real sure how he got his feet in bounds. It's a great throw. He puts it in the perfect position. Aaron Colvin for the Redskins in coverage. Well, he goes up and gets that. That's that's excellent work. Excellent work indeed from Michael Gallup. Have a day. Three touchdown performance in the season finale against the Washington Redskins. Just an incredible game from an incredible wide receiver. Uh, That audio, obviously, from the Fox broadcast. Joe Buck on the call. Troy Aikman with the color commentary. Two of the best in the business. Uh, just, Just a great day. For CSU Rams, you had 
Ty Sambrilo scoring a 35-yard touchdown, I believe, was the distance. It's the longest uh, touchdown reception by a player that weighs more than 300 pounds in NFL history. Awesome. Gotta love a fat guy touchdown. Really, there's like nothing better than that. I, I, I'm rooting for a fat guy touchdown in every single game that I watch. I think coaches should really find a way uh, to incorporate this more often. Get the big guys some loves. Get the big nasty some time in the spotlight. Let them score a touchdown or two. Uh, you know, it <laughs> just keeps everyone happy, keeps the whole thing fun. Uh, just a great moment. Really, I'm, I'm really happy for Ty in general. Obviously, yesterday was much more about Michael Gallup and Shaq Barrett. We're going to talk about that at uh, length today. Also going to talk about CSU men's hoops had a nice victory. Uh, well, I guess you can call it nice in the end. Didn't look so nice for a while. Overdone on Saturday. Also, Adam Prentice transferred to Arkansas. Going to talk about what that means and more. Uh, but first, I just kind of wanted to start with the NFL guys. Given that it was just such a big day for former CSU players, uh, getting back to my point there about Ty, I'm just happy that he's been able to pave out a career for himself down there in Atlanta. Uh, for a while, things looked kind of rough, and honestly, it, it has so much to do with him being drafted in the second round, but that's you know that was never in his control. It's not his fault that the Broncos over-evaluated him and took him too early. Uh, it's not his fault that he got thrown into the fire uh, with and with multiple injuries and and as a, a ta- tackle trying to battle you know an upper body good lord an upper body injury it's it's just so tough so very cool that he's been able to to establish a role for himself with the Falcons even cooler that he was able to find the end zone uh, Michael Gallup though man gotta love it three touchdowns. Just, you know, the the epitome of class the entire time he was at CSU. He's obviously become a, a staple of the Cowboys organization as well. You always see him in their social media content. It, it, it looks like he's, you know, active in the Dallas community, out doing great things. He's just a great dude. And, and to see him have a three-touchdown day, it just it brings a smile to my face because it couldn't happen to a better dude. You know, when he was at CSU, he was always just... So cool to everyone, great to the fans, great to the media, one of the hardest working individuals I've been around. And, you know, people are starting to see that this guy is legitimately an elite wide receiver. And I think his future is just so bright with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm obviously not in the know when it comes to this, but kind of based on what I'm reading, it seems like they're trending towards re-signing Dak, maybe not going to pay Amari Cooper. They obviously already had to pay Zeke. And if Amari, you know, is out of the picture, one, it's it's going to bring more attention to Mike. Obviously, it means he's going to end up facing a lot more number one corners moving forward, which will be tough for him. Uh, but he is an elite wide receiver, and he is a number one wide receiver. And I have no doubt that he's going to be successful no matter, you know, who else is lining up across from him. So I'm just so stoked for him. What a day. You know, great season. He's got just such a bright future. Congratulations, Michael Gallup. We are all rooting for you in Fort Collins and hope that to, you know, can't can't expect a lot of three touchdown days, but hope to see more exciting performances like you had on Sunday. Just have a day. And of course, you know, I, I, I got to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett sets the franchise record with 19 and a half sacks. This is a franchise that has, you know, a history of phenomenal pass rushers. It's, it's, it's really just something to be so proud of. And, 
you know, I tweeted out earlier that he was the best story uh, of the year. Rob Reutemann correctly brought up Lamar Jackson, who I think, you know, on a national level, probably the best story, just given, you know, some of the, the absurd narratives that he wouldn't be able to play quarterback. But the one thing that I pointed out on Twitter, I guess my retort would be that Lamar was a first round pick. So regardless of any ridiculous narratives or anything like that, it's clear that NFL executives, the Ravens, they believed in them. They believed in him enough to to let him take over for Joe Flacco and eventually, you know, trade him. So Lamar has had people in his corner for a long time. Shaq Barrett started at Nebraska Omaha, had his program fold. Who has to who has to have that happen to them? That's just so crazy, so random. Luckily luckily for CSU, he ends up becoming a Ram, obviously goes on to have a phenomenal career at CSU, ends up winning Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, we will never forget his performance in the New Mexico Bowl, uh, one of the most exciting college games of all time. Definitely, you know, the most exciting CSU moment of the decade, in my opinion. Um, just just an incredible, incredible dude. He goes to the Broncos, is doesn't get drafted because of you know, some ridiculous stat nerds looking on it at his body fat and, and crap like that. And, you know, he's too pudgy. He's not fast enough. All they had to do was turn on the tape and see that this dude is a playmaker. All he does is make plays. And he proved it with the Broncos. He proved it on the practice squad. He outplayed Shane Ray, a former first round pick. Shaq is 10 times the player that Shane Ray is. 10 times. Never ended up getting enough reps because of ridiculous, you know, they're they're so attached to, to Shane Ray because he's a first-round pick. And I get it. I get that there's a lot of politics in the NFL. Regardless, every time Shaq was on the field, he produced. The Broncos didn't think he was worth bringing back, I guess. I know he wanted to be a starter, so they weren't going to be able to give him that opportunity now that they drafted Chubb. But basically when they drafted Chubb, it, it sealed Shaq's fate in Denver. Shaq decides to bet on himself, takes a minimal contract with the Buccaneers. What does he do? He goes on, sets this freaking franchise record with 19 and a half sacks. Also ended up tying for the league lead in quarterback hits with 37, third in the league with six forced fumbles. Give him the defensive player of the year. Give him the key to the city. He already has all of our hearts, man. I just, I love Shaq Barrett so much and I, I, I just makes me so stoked to see that he was given an opportunity, he made the most of it, and now he's about to get paid, man. He is about to enter a different tax bracket. He's about to have, you know, pardon my French, we try not to cuss on here, but he's about to have fuck you money. And that is awesome. Congratulations, Shaq Barrett. You are the man. You deserve every penny you get. You deserve all the recognition. And if you don't win Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to riot. I'm going to riot, people. All right, I got a little bit fired up there, but that's that. How can you not get fired up about Shaq Barrett? He's just—he's the man. He is the man with the plan. Appreciate him so much. What a great season! Congratulations, Shaq. You will go down in history as one of the greatest pass rushers in the history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you deserve it. That's that's all I have to say about it. You deserve it. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk CSU hoops, going to talk Adam Prentice, but we are going to take a quick break here. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. 
We've been talking about it for months. Breck is the best local beer around. They're awesome partners to us. They just have such a great variety. Uh, outside the Broncos game, before Drew Locke goes 4-1. That's right, baby. Drew Locke, the Broncos are back, 4-1. Uh, had a couple of Breck brews with my dad. Such a great experience. I love the Avalanche Ale. Just so smooth, so crisp. Been one of my favorite beers for years now. And I just I can't say enough good things about Breck. So grab a 6-pack, grab a 12-pack, grab a pack as large as you can. I don't know if they make packs bigger than that at grocery stores but if they do find a way support breck they're great you won't regret it Alrighty, welcome back to the dnvr rams podcast presented by bojo's pizza colorado's own bojo's pizza check out bojo's for some delicious dough yo let's talk hoops let's let's talk a little bit of hoops colorado men's state basketball played a game on saturday that was, well, let's be honest, nobody in the country cared about it except for me and like a couple hundred of you guys. And that's fine. That's what happens when you schedule a game that conflicts with the college football playoff. Uh, But ended up being kind of an interesting matchup. Doan College, D3 team comes into Moby Arena, gives the Rams a run for their money. Uh, They made things tough the entire game. Uh, CSU struggled to hit jump shots. They, They switched some things up schematically that really threw the Rams for a loop defensively, and kudos to Doan for doing so. You could see just how much the game meant to them. They were they were just flying on both ends of the court, playing really, really hard. Uh, you could just see, you know, with every make and every miss, the, the exasperation and just the, the energy that all the coaches that they had uh, were displaying. It was, it was fun to watch. I really did enjoy it. Uh, obviously, a lot closer than people were hoping for, but CSU ended up winning by 25 in the end. No harm, no foul, especially when it's a glorified exhibition game. That's really what this was. It it counted against the schedule, but it was just a chance for for CSU to not have to go, you know, like 10 days, 14 days, whatever it would have ended up being uh, without playing. And and I think in the end, it's, it's going to benefit them going into this matchup against Nevada. We will preview that on Wednesday. Really looking forward to conference play in general. Also have a piece coming out that talks about what CSU needs to improve on after uh, non-conference play, which of course concluded over the weekend. A um, couple takeaways from the game. Really, really great game from PJ Bird. Came up, came in off the bench, picked up some really important minutes, ended up leading the team with six assists. I was just really impressed. Uh, you know, he came in at a time where CSU was really struggling to score as a dude that has not seen a ton of run this year, it, it would have been really easy to just come in and, and jack up shots, but kudos to him. He he came in and he played within the flow of the offense. He played really lockdown defense, really, really great defensive performance. That impressed me more than anything, his effort on the defensive end, but on offense, he was just smart. He made the right plays with the basketball, had a really smooth release on a, on a three-pointer that he made from about two steps in from half court. Uh, you know, I, I would just like to see him more. I think this offense, especially the second unit, could could use a spark, and, and maybe he's the guy that could provide it over the next couple of months. It'll definitely be interesting to see what Nico Medved and the coaching staff decides to do with it. Uh, along with PJ, I'd say probably the best offensive game from Chris Martin. Nobody could buy a bucket, and he was really the only guy that was able to hit some open jump shots for CSU with Adam Thistlewood out of the lineup. Uh, it was really good to see him knock down 
some jumpers. He's he's obviously been streaky this year, really inconsistent as a jump shooter. Uh, he did get a little trigger happy at the end once he knocked a couple of down, and that can always happen. It, it really didn't bother me that much, especially they were a lot of them were open and, and nobody else was hitting shots. So what else are you going to do? Um, the freshmen continue to impress. David Roddy was tremendous in his first start, starting in place of Thistlewood. All energy on both ends of the floor. Look, he's he's struggling from beyond the arc, and I get that it's frustrating people, but I really don't think he's taken a bad shot from beyond the arc. I would have to go back and, and verify every single three-pointer he's taken this season to confirm that, obviously. But you know, just having watched every game going off memory, uh, I, I can't really point to a lot of instances in where he jacked up bad shots. Uh, so I got to imagine if he keeps firing, eventually they are going to fall. I will say once he misses a couple, he seems to get it and and starts crashing the rim. Maybe he needs to just do that a little bit sooner and, and he can get some more space. But I'm not worried about Roddy at all. This kid has such, such a high ceiling, such a bright future. And the same could be said for Isaiah Stevens. Just so smooth, so smart with the basketball, just makes smart plays constantly. I'm just really impressed by the maturity that these young players display. Even Deshaun Thomas and, and Tanya coming off the bench, they're just they're impressive and I'm I'm excited for the future of CSU men's hoops. I know it's been a roller coaster, but you know, as I wrote over the weekend, it's to be expected with a yost- with <laughs> a roster this young and let's see where things are at in March before you we start hitting the panic button. That's all I'm saying. Let it play out. Okay, let's let's wrap things up here. Uh, with some final thoughts on Adam Prentice, who announced that he is transferring to Arkansas. I'll be honest, I, I didn't see this one coming. He's not a guy that I had heard was just, you know, considering leaving. Uh, but it's not shocking. He's always been close with Bobo, as I pointed out in my article. You know, Bobo constantly talked about how Prentice was the perfect exa- example of, of what you would want in a practice player. And he he's just such a hard worker has already you know achieved a degree in civil engineering was a huge part in the community over the last couple of years he's really going to be missed in the community uh, but in the end you know the chance to to wrap up his career in the SEC with a coach he loves and a, a guy he's close to in Colin Hill can't can't fault him you know it's it's an excellent opportunity for him it, it really is he's so much more than just a football player they are student athletes i know a lot of the times when that gets brought up, it's for corny reasons, but it is true. This is a, a once-in-a-lifetime type opportunity for a really good dude, and I'm really happy for him. I know that some fans are are frustrated that <laughs> Bobo has been able to snipe a couple, but at this point, you know, they're not players that are really going to hurt the team that much moving forward, losing Colin Hurts, losing Adam Hurts from a locker room sense. Uh, they didn't play him a ton anyways, but... I certainly wish him well. I think most of the CSU Rams community does as well. Uh, at this point, though, I'm just kind of curious as to who else is going to end up leaving. I've had some, I've heard some names floated that Ram fans would not want to hear about. Uh, not gonna. It's not worth you know discussing because it, at this point it's just speculation. I am curious to see uh, how this ends up playing out, though. Also, very curious in what is going to happen with Warren Jackson. At this point, you know, I'd say. I'd be very surprised if he ends up coming back, but he does love this community. He does love being a CSU Ram, so maybe Adazio can sway him. You never know, especially given that it's such a deep wide receiver class this year. Uh, but that's that's about it. I think we're going to wrap things up here. 
Had a fun episode today talking CSU Rams with you all. Excited to carry this momentum into the new year. I hope everyone has a fun and safe new year. Obviously, we'll have some more content in between then. Uh, But I'm just going to wish you Happy New Year like every day this week because I appreciate you guys and I want you to have a very happy new year. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice The water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly